and gentlemen, Dennis Day. Dennis Day is brought to you by Palmolive Soap and Colgate Dental Cream. Palmolive Soap, your beauty hope, and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. <laughs> the Dennis Day Show with Barbara Eiler, B. Benadera, Dink Trout, Charles Dant in the orchestra, and yours truly, Vern Smith, is written by Frank Galen and stars our popular young singer in A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Here's Dennis to sing his RCA Victor recording of Clancy Lowered the Boom. Now Clancy was the peaceful man, if you know what I mean. The cops picked up the pieces after Clancy left the scene. He never looked for trouble, that's a fact you can assume. But nevertheless, when trouble would press, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy! Oh, that Clancy! Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. was a fighting man, they all knew he was tough. He strutted round the neighborhood, shooting off his gut. He picked a fight with Clancy, then and there he sealed his doom. Before you could shout, oh, Larry, look out! Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy! Oh, that Clancy! Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. He left the barber shop with tonic on his hair. He walked into the pool room and he met O'Reilly there. O'Reilly said, For goodness sake, now do I smell perfume? Before you could stack your cue in the rack, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Hand delivered ice to Mrs. Clancy's flat. He'd always linger for a while to talk of this and that. One day he kissed her just as Clancy walked into the room. Before you could say the time of the day, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got to the Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Neighbors all took out for Kate O'Grady's wedding night. McDougal said, let's have some fun. I, I think I'll start a fight. He wrecked the halls and kissed the bride and pulverized the groom. Then quick as a wink before you could think, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Ladies, what's your complexion problem? My skin's so dingy. Mine's oily. My skin's dull, coarse-looking. For a lovelier complexion, you must stop improper cleansing. Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise. Leading skin specialists have now proved the palm olive plan, using nothing but palm olive soap, can bring fresher, brighter complexions. Yes, regardless of age, type of skin, or previous beauty care. Now, here's what these doctors advised. Wash your face with palm olive soap. 
Massaging for one minute with Palmolive's soft, lovely lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin Palmolive soap's full, beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days. It's that simple. But remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advise this way for 1,285 women with all types of skin. Dry, oily, normal, young, older. And prove this plan using palm olive alone, nothing else, really works for two out of three. So for a lovelier complexion, get all other beauty care. Instead, do as these doctors advised. Use palm olive for a fresher, brighter complexion. For loveliness all over, use big, thrifty bath-sized palm olive in your tub or shower. Well, once every couple of years, some touring theatrical troupe decides to play the town of Weaverville. The first night audience, though small, is always quite colorful. The white, pink, and blue of the ladies' evening dresses blending gaily with the green of the gentlemen's tuxedos. <laughs> this year's offering is to be the immortal Somerset mom classic, Rain, which has been around many a season, although not nearly as many as its star, Miss Lily Lafarge. Needless to say, Mildred Anderson is simply dying to see it, but as usual, there's our young hero to be reckoned with. Golly, Dennis, don't tell me you're broke again. What do you do with your money? Well, gee, Mildred, I can't help it if I like to live a little. Gosh, you know how it is. A pack of lifesavers here, a stick of bubble gum there. <laughs> I guess I'm just a playboy at heart. Oh, dear, and I did so want to see that play, especially opening night. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, Mildred. The audience will be so distinguished. All the men dressed in nothing but opera hats and dinner jackets. Won't their legs get pretty cold? <laughs> I mean, they'll be formal, silly. Oh. We have to miss it all. Golly, I didn't mind missing the amateur show that's at the theater now, but I did want to see Rain. Well, gee, Mildred, do you think maybe we could talk your mother into taking us to see it? My mother? Sure, if we worked on it cleverly enough. I've got it, Mildred. We'll tell her it's your birthday. Oh, don't be silly. Mother knows I was born in June. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess she was there at the time, huh? Darn it, that woman never lets you out of her sight for a minute. Wait a second. Suppose you were to compliment Mother a little. Tell her she looked nice, that she was attractive. Oh, no, I've tried that. I can never keep a straight face. Dear, I guess we're sunk then. I... Oh, hi, Mother. Good morning. What's wrong with you? Oh, nothing. It's just that... Well, Lily Lafarge is doing rain down at the park. Rain? You mean the Somerset Mom play? Why, I once starred in that back in our high school theater group. <laughs> I played Sadie Thompson. Why, Mother, I never knew that. Oh, I was sensational. I was the girl two men fought over while the rain poured down for 26 <laughs> days and nights. You had an umbrella? <laughs> no. Then why would two men fight? Never mind. <laughs> You must have been wonderful, Mother. Do you still remember any of your lines? I'd love to hear you do Sadie Thompson. Oh, would you really, Mildred? <laughs> oh, it's been so long. You wouldn't like it. Oh, yes, I would. Come on, Mother. Oh, it would bore you, Mildred. Go ahead, Mrs. Anderson. Teach her a lesson. <laughs> Dennis, 
don't pay any attention to him, Mother. I'll bet you were the most divine Sadie Thompson the theater's ever known. Well, if I do say so myself, the critic on our high school paper simply raved about me in the second review he wrote. What about his first review? Oh, that didn't matter. He retracted the whole thing while he was in the hospital. <laughs> well, I should hope so. You couldn't possibly be anything but glorious on a stage, Mother. Well, yes, I guess you're right about that. Why, I bet you could do Sadie Thompson 50 times better than Lily Lafarge. Oh, now, Mildred, that may not be true at all. I'll bet you could. Why not see her and find out? Why don't we all go just to prove to ourselves how much better you could do it? You know that might be a bad idea. It mightn't be a bad idea. I mean, I'm so excited. <laughs> Dennis, here's $10. Go down and get four tickets for opening night. Holy smoke. What? What's the matter with you? Oh, nothing. I was just thinking someday I'm going to marry into real brains. <laughs> I hope they're not sold out for opening that... Why, Mr. Anderson. Hello, my boy. <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? I'm waiting to see Lily Lafarge. I believe I'm in trouble, son. Trouble? With Lily Lafarge? Yes, you see, a long time ago, when I was young and impressionable, I wrote some letters to her. You mean fan letters? Well, in a way. While I was writing them, I had to stop every now and then to fan myself. <laughs> I see. Yes, I was really a little bundle of quivering passion in those days. <laughs> anyway, this morning I got a call from Miss Lafarge's manager. She wants to see me about the letters. Son, I'm afraid it may be blackmail. Oh, my gosh. Well, don't you pay her a cent. And have Poopsie read the things I wrote to another woman? Why, she'd pack her trunk tonight. Yeah, and you'd be in it. <laughs> you said it. Oh, if only I could get my hands on those letters, by hook or by crook. You mean you'd steal them? Well, after all, Dennis, in some cases, robbery isn't actually dishonest. Why, look at Francois Villon. A used car dealer? <laughs> well, not quite. Oh, but what's the use? I can't figure out how to do it. I can't even think of a way to get her out of her dressing room so I can look for them. Well, gee, Mr. Anderson, maybe I can help. I have an idea. Wouldn't she leave if some big Hollywood producer offered to take her to lunch and talk about a screen test? By George, Dennis. You might have something there. Only you've got to put on an awfully good act, my boy. Oh, I know how all the real big shots in Hollywood talk. I hear one on the radio all the time. Well, it's certainly worth a try. Come on, let's go. Now, that must be her room down there, the one with the star on. Yeah. Now, I'll be waiting out here in the hall to sneak in the minute you get her out. Uh, good luck, boy. Thanks. Yes? How do you do? <laughs> you are uh, Miss Lily Lafarge? Yes, but uh, who are you? My dear young lady, you are having the honor of meeting the greatest producer in all Hollywood, Louis B. O'Brien. <laughs> Louis B. O'Brien? I don't believe I know the name. What's this? Never heard of Louis B. O'Brien, maker of the most expensive pictures in Hollywood, producer of A.B.'s Irish Orchid? Uh, don't you mean A.B.'s Irish Rose? Please, with me it's nothing but the best. 
Well, uh, what can I do for you, Mr. O'Brien? My dear Bublitsky, let us go to lunch. And while we drink on the nochka and dally with our bagels on a flaming sword, we will talk. Talk? Talk about what? My next picture, of course. Such a story. Gripping. And I want you should be my star. Me? Uh, what kind of a picture is it? It's a drama. It all takes place in desolate Siberia. We are calling it Kiss the Borscht Off My Hands. <laughs> well, really, Mr. O'Brien, I don't think I... Wait, heard you of... have not heard the story. You play a beautiful American girl who meets the boy she loves in a salt mine. She marries him, and two months later, they have 12 lovely children. What? Why, how's that possible? Huh? Oh, uh, a trick photography. Uh, are you crazy or something? Oh, you don't like that, huh? Well, all right, I'll let you play in my other picture. The greatest in history. The American version of Hamlet. You're going to make Hamlet? To be sure. And I want that you should play Ophelia. Oh. Uh, who's going to play Hamlet? <laughs> Silly girl. <laughs> You mean, uh, you? Well, then. Why, you're mad. You think I can't play Hamlet? All right. I will recite for you the great soliloquy. Listen. To be or not to be. Well, go on. There's more. <laughs> that did it. You get right out of here this minute, you fake, and but don't you show your it. face around here again. But my no, dear child... No, you take that pony accent with you. Now get out before I throw you out. But gosh, Miss Lafarge, that's no attitude to take. Besides, don't think you can throw me out so easily. I'm a lot stronger than I look. Oh! Gee, she is too. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know what to do now, Mr. Anderson. Are you sure those letters are really incriminating? Positive, my boy. As I said, I was a pretty molten little hunk of lava in those days. Well, that's life, I guess. Yesterday's burning coals, today's clinkers. <laughs> yes, and if Poopsie ever finds out about those letters, tomorrow I'll be scattered ashes. Gosh, we just got to get the letters back, but how? There's only one way. Sneak into her dressing room tonight and swipe them before she can show them to Poopsie. But that's impossible. They're holding that amateur show tonight and they won't let anybody backstage but the contestants who get to the finals. Dennis, why couldn't we be contestants? Maybe we could get to the finals. Us? Well, what kind of an act could we do in a show? Well, maybe we could be a comedy team. Have you heard any good jokes lately? Well, I did hear a fellow telling his friend one on the bus last night coming home from work. How'd it go? Well, let's see now. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, one woman says to another woman, How long have you been married? And the first woman says, Why do you ask? So the other woman says to her, Why do I ask? Well, what's the rest of it? I don't know. Just then the bus got to my stop and I had to get off. <laughs> well, so much for comedy. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Hey, do you remember that act we saw out at the county fair last summer, the mind-reading act? Well, what mind-reading act? Well, don't you remember? Mandini the Great? He had an assistant, that pretty girl in the bathing suit. Oh, you mean the one with the red hair and blue eyes with the French bathing suit and the high heels and long black stockings? Yeah. Well, remember what her partner did? 
She had a partner? Yes, and it was a very simple act. The girl was blindfolded and guessed the objects Mandini held in his hands. He gave her clues that she couldn't miss. Gee, you think we could do that? Why, it's a cinch. The clues are a dead giveaway if you just pay attention. Come on, that's the act for us. Well, okay. But I warn you, in that French bathing suit, I may leave something to be desired. Thank you, thank you very much. And now, the next act on our program, folks, Miraculo, the Menstrual Marvel. Here we go, Dennis. Remember, we've just got to get to those finals. Now, listen carefully to what I'm saying, and you'll get a clue to the object I'm holding in my hand. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, you see before you, Miraculo, the man with the mind that amazes millions. The power of his perception pierces and penetrates. With incredible insight, he instantly answers each and every inquiry. Are you ready, Miraculo? Who, me? Yes. <laughs> and now, folks, while I blindfold Miraculo, his assistant will pass among the audience and hold up certain small objects. The amazing Miraculo will identify them instantly. All right, Miraculo. All right, I have here an object. Concentrate, Miraculo. What have I got in my hand? You will have to watch this one. You'll have it hands down any minute. Can you give me some kind of a clue? <laughs> no, that's not allowed. Come, Miraculo. You like to see flowers grown? Your time is my time, Miraculo. Your time is my time, Miraculo. What have I got in my hand? Uh, Rudy Valley? <laughs> no, no, I concentrate on this subject, Miraculo. When a parade goes by, what do you do? I watch. I watch! Absolutely right! <laughs> oh, uncanny, isn't he? <laughs> this is an act? <laughs> now, here's an article a young lady just gave me. You mustn't let her fool you, Miraculo. This is a question any male can answer. Come now, post haste. Has it got writing on it? Yes, it has. Male with writing. Now, what am I holding? A tattooed sailor. <laughs> How do you like that? I thought he'd have trouble with that one. Uh, <laughs> you still haven't got it, Miraculo. Think now. Suppose Hedy Lamar tried to kiss you. Would you let her? Oh, no, I wouldn't. You mean you wouldn't let her? That's right, I wouldn't. You wouldn't what? Kiss her. <laughs> Better hurry, fellas. There's an Irish setter out in the wings waiting to say Mother McCree. <laughs> Oh, but I haven't guessed what he's holding yet. He's holding a bottle of Airwick. No, I'm not. Well, with this act, you should be. Now, uh, get out of here. Okay, folks, our next act. Here, boy, here, boy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, please, sir, give us another chance. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we sing, too. We do a wonderful impersonation of the ink spots, don't we, Mr. Anderson? We do? Uh, uh, yeah, we do. The two of you do four ink spots? Yeah, we do two spots each. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Anderson. Let's show him. Uh, 
I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart I have but one desire. That one is you, no other will do. Ooh. I don't want to set the world on fire. <laughs> I love you too much. I just want to start a red hot flame down in your big old fat heart. You see, way down inside of me, darling, I have only one desire, and that one desire is you, Pupsy Gal. Ah, uh, no, nobody else ain't gonna do, no time, no how. I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love. And with your admission that you feel the same, I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of. Believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start. Well, boys, that was all right. Go on back to the dressing rooms. I'll call you for the final. You hear that, Mr. Anderson? We did it. Oh, sure. Talent is talent, and I just happen to have it. That's all. <laughs> well, come on. Let's go get those letters. Okay. Boy, what a cinch, huh, Dennis? Her dressing room wasn't even locked. Yeah, well, those letters are safe now. When we passed Mrs. Sullivan's backyard, I fed them to her billy goat. Oh, swell. We don't have to worry about Poopsie hearing of them anymore. Nah. Uh, let's go in the house. Is that you, Herbert? Uh, yes, little love bundle. Do you know who was just here to see me? Uh, Lily Lafarge, the actress. Huh? She told me about some letters you wrote her. Oh, my sacred cousin Leonora's little crepe to Sheen bloomers. <laughs> She wants permission to publish them in her memoirs. She's going to pay you $500. Isn't that wonderful? $500? Oh, somebody lowered the boom. <laughs> well, so long, everybody. What? Where are you going? Oh, never mind. But get out the cookbook. See if you can find a good recipe for baked goat. <laughs> Colgate Dental Cream cleaned your breath 
while it cleans your teeth. No other toothpaste cleans teeth better than Colgate Dental Cream. Colgate's safe polishing agent cleans teeth gently and thoroughly, brings out natural sparkle and beauty. And scientific tests prove that Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests prove conclusively that in 7 out of 10 cases, Colgate's instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. Colgate Dental Cream is famous for flavor, too. Nationwide tests of leading toothpastes prove that Colgate's is preferred for flavor over every other brand tested. And no wonder, for Colgate Dental Cream is the result of constant effort to produce the finest toothpaste in the world today. For cleaning teeth, for flavor, for sweetening breath. See if you don't agree with the millions who have made Colgate Dental Cream America's favorite toothpaste. Always use Colgate Dental Cream after you eat and before every date to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Extra, extra big, extra value, extra economy. Now you can buy Colgate Dental Cream in the new big economy size. Saves you money over any other leading toothpaste. Get the new economy size Colgate Dental Cream at your dealer's. Only 59 cents. With Charles Dant and the orchestra, here's Dennis to sing the lovely ballad, Am I All of Your Future? Another Dennis Day show brought to you by Palmolive Soap, Your Beauty Hope, and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth.
Tonight, show him how much lovelier your hair can look after a Luster Cream shampoo. Only Luster Cream brings you Kate Dumit's magic blend. Glamorizes your hair as you wash it. Yes, tonight, you can be a... Dream girl, dream girl, beautiful luster cream girl. You owe your crowning glory to a luster cream shampoo. Ladies and gentlemen, during the past 44 years, the great work done by the National Tuberculosis Association has reduced the number of deaths from tuberculosis by 80%. But even today, one person dies from tuberculosis every 10 minutes. Tuberculosis kills more people between the ages of 15 and 44 than any other disease. You can help stop tuberculosis by generously supporting the sale of Christmas seals. Your contribution will help vital medical research, mass x-ray, services, and rehabilitation for patients. So let's do our share. This year, let's buy as many Christmas seals as we possibly can. Listen again next week to Colgate's Hour of Fun, Judy Canova, followed by Dennis Day. And for another great comedy program, hear Blondie next Wednesday evening over your favorite NBC station. This is Vern Smith speaking. Good night. <laughs> This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.